listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and I'm joined by a pediatrician Shelly Ring with Intermountain Healthcare. And today we're talking about, I think, what every parent wants to know how to do, keeping your child healthy at daycare. Doctor, thanks for being with us today. Of course. Happy to be here. So I have a four-year-old in daycare. Uh, we've moved to Utah within the last six months. And ever since he started, he has been sick the whole time. I would ex- what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I would expect kids in daycare are sick. The good news about kids in daycare is it gives them a chance to build their immunity, but they definitely are sick as they catch back-to-back viral yeah. illnesses. They'll be sick a week or two, well a few days, then sick again mm-hmm. for a week or two, then well. And, of course, those illnesses cluster through the fall and winter, and so you feel like as a mom your child's v- very much never well when they're in daycare. Yeah, I have very much felt that. And then it just filters through our house absolutely as well oh no absolutely <laughs> I'm a mom too it'll be great to injury yeah absolutely yeah. it'll be great when we're old enough that our kids are old enough that they won't make us sick too yeah <laughs> but it's it's kind of I mean it's it's a reality mm-hmm. and of course we knew that as parents putting him in and it was kind of one of those things where and you could probably attest to this it's either going to be now whatever that age is that you put your child into some sort of daycare facility. Absolutely. Or once they hit kindergarten. Absolutely. It's I mean, gonna happen. generally speaking, yeah, they either, it happens when they're in daycare, when they're little, or certainly when they start preschool around three to four years of age. And then definitely if they're at home those years, then certainly when they hit kindergarten, they're very sick then. Absolutely. Just like little walking Petri dishes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. So they're not great at washing their hands. They touch everything. They rub no. their eyes. Yeah, and they even spread if germs well. Even if you pride yourself in the fact that, well, my kids are good at washing their hands, or my mm-hmm. kids are super clean. Okay, plot twist, they aren't. But it's everyone else, too. I mean, you can't control the uncontrollable when your kid walks into a class and one kid's licking a block and then your kid goes to pick it up. Well, absolutely. And there are various viruses that can live in droplet of mucuses on those hard surfaces like blocks and toys for up to eight hours. So, I mean, even if that child just sneezes on the toy and then your child's the next kiddo to pick that toy up, there's a good chance they're going to pick that germ up. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about um, prevention Mm -hmm. and treating some of those more common daycare illnesses. Sure. What do we do? Well, I mean, I think it helps absolutely to hand wash. It absolutely helps to use hand sanitizer. It helps if teachers between classes are actually wiping down toys, wiping down desks with uh, various wipes or using various antibacterial sprays and things. And certainly if kids cough in their uh, elbow, you know, sneeze in their arm, those things are certainly helpful in that regard too. Absolutely, because we can't keep them in a bubble. No, even though we'd like to. Even though sometimes we'd like to. Absolutely. Um, there are probably more, um, contagious, less contagious viruses and things that they can pick up at, at daycare at school. Um, what are some of the more contagious ones 
among babies and young children that we should be concerned about? I mean, certainly the common cold rhinovirus is very contagious. Kids sneeze, spread those through droplets and things. But certainly then along those lines of respiratory viruses, there is RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, in addition to influenza virus, uh, in addition to viruses that cause the stomach flu, uh, strep pharyngitis, along with a hand, foot, mouth, coxsackie virus. There's many. There are, aren't there? Unfortunately. Yeah, I think. I think that at this point, Jax has had them all. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be well in kindergarten. <laughs> he will never get sick again once he hits kindergarten. Uh, pink eye. Absolutely. That's another really contagious one. It is very contagious just from contact and things, absolutely. So if a child rubs their eye, touches a toy, your child touches that toy, rubs their eye, they're going to get it. Absolutely. What are some of the signs that we should look for? Because um, there, of course, is an eye infection, mm -hmm. which... Uh, Jax has had two now since being in daycare. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also pink eye, and there's differences between the two. What are some things that we should look for with those differences? So you can absolutely have just a viral pink eye where the eye is a little bit red and it's just watery. It's uh -huh. not crusted. The discharge isn't thick. It's not yellow, nasty appearing right, all the kind of thing. Uh -huh. And usually <laughs> that affects both eyes, not just one eye, because mm -hmm. it is a viral illness. And antibiotics don't make that better. And you typically see that the first couple of days of a cold. Yes. Uh, certainly with influenza, you can see that in that regard. Versus a bacterial eye infection, pink eye. Uh, certainly that the eye is very red. There's a lot of associated yellow thick discharge. It seals the eye shut. A lot of times that child will cry in the morning mm -hmm. for their mom because they can't get their eye open and you have to peel that discharge off kind of thing. And typically that affects one eye, not both eyes. It mm -hmm. can affect both eyes, but initially one and then it will spread to the other. So that sometimes is the difference. If you see both eyes affected initially, they're just watery, viral versus one eye, very red, very thick nasty appearing yeah. that's more bacterial <laughs> and then antibiotic drops would be helpful for that sure mm -hmm. like you've lived in our house well <laughs> you know <laughs> uh and so uh, some of the other things some stomach viruses of sure. course can go around that can lead to vomiting sure diarrhea those types of things what are some of those um viruses that can be kind of common through the course of daycare. So absolutely, there's rotavirus that is a common stomach flu virus. There's Norwalk virus, um, in addition to many others that will cause a stomach flu. Fortunately, I have a vaccine for rotavirus, which is important for kids who go to daycare. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly not all parents will opt to get that, but it certainly can help prevent that. Certainly the other uh, comic stomach flus, though, there are no vaccines for, unfortunately. Sure. I think we as adults have been around the block, so for us, maybe it lasts 24 hours, but for kiddos, it's prolonged. You know, they can yeah. Vomit, honestly, a lot for twenty four to forty eight hours. Have subsequent. It's the saddest thing. Oh, it's awful, when your babies honestly. are sick like that. And it is. Up. Yep. And then subsequent diarrhea for even up to a week afterwards. And then it's hard for kids not to share that gift with their parents. Yeah. God yeah. bless them. Huh? <laughs> I know. I know. It's tough, but it is. It is the reality. Um, let's talk about this one. I didn't know much about uh, hand foot mouth disease. Sure. Until Jack's got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Parents, no. And yeah, then absolutely. I knew. Yeah. It's um, horrible. And it is. And I, I feel like it probably as a parent, too, it looks a lot worse than what it kind of can be or, or the, the symptoms and the feelings for your child. Because Jack's felt and acted just fine. Oh. But you it were lucky. looked 
awful. It yeah. looks terrifying. No, absolutely. I mean, so hand, foot, mouth disease is caused by Coxsackie virus, and there are a few strains of that virus that will cause that infection. And certainly they get a horrible sore throat. They can have high fevers, 101 to 104 for up to four days. Oh. They'll get blisters, cankers in the back of their throat. In addition then to a rash on the palms of their hands, the soles of their feet, some kids can get that in the diaper area. And the rash is horrible. It's appearing. horrible. It is. The rash in and of itself as far as we know, we don't think is horribly painful apart from the right. sore throat associated and things, but they look horrible. And it takes quite some time for that rash to resolve and even will yeah. leave some kind of hyperpigmented spots that can take a time, actually a few months to go away. Oh, I thought, and he he didn't have, uh, I guess, a more mild case mm -hmm. of it. it. It didn't spread to sores in his mouth or anything like that oh you're lucky it just predominantly stayed on his legs and ankles and feet oh, uh -huh. um but i didn't think it was ever going to go away yeah i thought it was going to literally be there for the rest of his life yeah it can last for quite some time they're actually not contagious the rash itself is not contagious they're contagious through saliva secretions things uh -huh. like that so once their sore throat fevers resolve even if they have a little bit of a persistent rash they're not contagious at least from the rash so they could get back to daycare that's sure. the upside of that right knowing that the rash can go on a week or two after oh my goodness mm -hmm. yeah it's scary stuff to see your babies. It is. You know, it, it is. Having to deal and go through things that we wouldn't even want to deal and go through. It is. And I think the concern is is they can get dehydrated, right? And those high yeah. fevers are awful for them. And you as an adult will make yourself drink. You can reason with yourself. A little kiddo, they just don't like to do what doesn't feel good. And so that's really a struggle for moms, I think, in yeah. that regard. Well, they also just don't like to reason. Oh, yeah. Either. yeah well, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, so. Prevention. I mean, we were talking about washing hands and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, are there other things that we can do when it comes to sending our child, whether it's a, a home daycare facility, um, a, you know, a school daycare facility, uh, that we can do as parents to try to maybe help prevent even some of the spread of disease in their classrooms? I mean, I think it helps as a parent if you acknowledge that your child's ill, even if you mm -hmm. need to get to work. Oh, sure. We all have those demands and pressures. At the same time, um, I think it's important to look at your daycare provider as a sort of an extension of your family yeah. and to be respectful of that and to know that, you know, if you were going to a family gathering and your child had a high fever and appeared ill, maybe you wouldn't go. And it's maybe the same for daycare, despite the pressures of work and those daily pressures we all have as parents to try to get to where we need to go. But we would say if your child has a fever, you should stay home. Yeah. If they look like they've been run over by a truck because they look sick, they should stay home. Because you, you would do the same for that. yourself. You if would you hope. felt like that. You would you hope. Know, you know, yeah. you would think that you would stay home too. So You would hope. I yeah. mean, I think, again, we have a lot of pressures to oh, get sure. to work in our society, but we would hope we would stay home yeah. and just try to be respectful of those other kids that we wouldn't want to infect out of respect for those parents and their need to get to work. So how long does all of this last? If you put your child into daycare at two years old, say, and they go through their course of daycare and preschool into kindergarten. Is this just going to last for the unforeseeable future? <laughs> it's typically the first year that they're exposed that is okay. their worst year. On average, I think they catch about eight to ten viral infections, and viral infections from start to finish last about two weeks. And so your child's sick two weeks 
eight to 10 times out of a year with that clustering through the fall and winter kind of thing. So like I said, sick for two weeks, well, a few days, sick again. And so typically it's like that for the first year. Second year, they're less sick because they've seen some of those illnesses, built that immunity. Third year is even better in that regard. So it's not forever. So there's hope. <laughs> there's You're hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's a lot of hope, <laughs> I would say. So that's good. So by the time Jax gets to kindergarten, then he'll be he great. should be fine. He'll be great. That's yeah, fantastic. he'll be great. And then he won't miss school, and that'll be important because it's kindergarten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it works out. It's oh, great. Oh, good. See, and see, listeners, there is hope. This won't last forever until you have another child. Exactly. And you put them into daycare, and then it all starts over. Exactly. Right? My sicker child, or my second child was sicker than my first, because I yeah. think my first was in preschool, so then she brought all the illnesses home uh-huh. to my second child in that regard. So then when my second went to preschool, she was very healthy. She was fine. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, she, she was fine. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, you touched a little bit uh, earlier on about vaccinations, immunizations. Sure. Um, those can be very important to protect and to prevent. Absolutely, sure. Our children getting some of these viruses and things. Absolutely. Um, Even with some of the vaccines, um, the flu vaccine. Sure. Is it kind of dependent on the strain that might be going through? Um, If you are vaccinated, if you do get your flu shot, can you still get sick with with another strain that you might not know about or be vaccinated for? No, absolutely. I think that... um, You know, in general, we give vaccines to prevent illnesses, Mm -hmm. and 95% of our vaccines are great at preventing illnesses, and they do what they're billed to do. Influenza vaccine is a different vaccine. It's not built to prevent illness. If you get flu vaccine, you can still catch influenza. So the point of the flu vaccine is to actually mitigate illness. And I think there should be a public health campaign in this regard because Mm -hmm. I think so many people in the general public are frustrated by the flu vaccine because they feel, I got flu vaccine and I still caught influenza. But I think what they forget to realize is they weren't as sick with influenza if they got the flu vaccine versus if they had not. And so flu vaccine very much mitigates illness. It prevents the severity. It prevents the longer course of influenza. It prevents uh, missed days of work. It also uh, helps to mitigate hospitalization, secondary infections of pneumonia, ear infections, sinusitis. And so it really helps influenza as a respiratory illness run more like a horrible cold than actually respiratory influenza that could land you in the hospital, cause pneumonia, even honestly potentially cause death. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to ask you about that because um, I, th- I think I've noticed just over the course of, of kids and adults and mm-hmm. you get your flu shots um, and at some point you do start to maybe feel like you could be coming down with the flu or you see your child get mm-hmm. a fever and you think, Hmm, you know, I, I know mm-hmm. they got their flu shot because mm-hmm. I took them to get it. Um, I wonder if this could be maybe a little part of that. Mm-hmm. But then the next day they're fine. Absolutely. Their fever breaks overnight and they're fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that could be a routine cold or it could actually be influenza that's being mitigated by the flu vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, which is very helpful for them because without the flu vaccine, if you have influenza A, you'll have fevers 101 to 105 for as long as seven 
days. Yeah. And then in addition, you'll go on to develop then secondary pneumonia, sinusitis, ear infections, which then prolongs your time off work, away from your family, Mm -hmm. participating in the daily functions that you need to do as a mom, certainly, and as a worker and all those things. So the vaccine definitely mitigates illness. Which is good. Yeah. Jack's actually got sick at school the other day and he threw up. Um, I know that's really fun to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, and he got picked up early and everything was fine. And then he was fine. Great. He never got sick again. Good. And it, I, it was kind of one of those sure. things like you're seeing, that, that mitigation of absolutely. And uh, that what been could have been worse. Absolutely. And that could have been the vaccine. It could yeah. have been a prior immunity. Yeah, He exactly. built from a previous exposure, too, in that regard. So we all know he has all the right? previous exposures at But this good point. for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Regard. Yeah, and that's good for you as a mom. Uh, resources uh, for... Moms, dads, families, they want to learn more maybe about uh, the prevention, the treatments, how to keep our kids as healthy as possible sure. while going through, you know, daycare, preschool, and all the things. Sure. What are those resources they I can mean, find? Absolutely. They can go on the American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP.org. There are plenty of, plenty of information, lots of information as far as infection prevention, all these diseases, things, vaccines that you'd want to potentially protect your kids with. In addition, they can also go to the CDC website. There's all kinds of great information in that regard. Yeah. And we're kind of in the thick of it right now, aren't we? Absolutely. In we're in the middle. the viruses and the sicknesses. Absolutely. We're in the middle of respiratory season right now, at least what we pediatricians refer to as respiratory season, RSV, influenza, common colds, croup, everything. What a fun time. Great. (laughs) Busy time. (laughs) Busy time. Yeah, I bet it is for you guys a very busy time. But listeners, there is hope. It won't last forever. No. Spring (laughs) will come. Spring will come. Exactly. And then our kids will uh, start to get a little healthier again, right? We hope. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. All right. Uh, Dr. Ring, thank you so much for being with us. Thank I so you appreciate for me. your time and your information. And that concludes this Baby Your Baby podcast talking about keeping your children healthy while at daycare. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.